The Guardian. Hello, I'm Matt Wells, and this is a Media Talk Extra, all about, well, why don't you tell us, Dave? He ran the Downing Street press office in a very professional and straightforward and correct way, and I think has, has done some very good work. But I understand why he wants to go, the things that happen to the news of the world, the stories about that. Obviously, he resigned at the time, and I've always felt he's been punished for the same offence twice, but uh, I quite understand his decision and wish him well for the future. Yes, Andy Coulson has quit his job as the PM's communications chief. The former News of the World editor has been under mounting pressure as the drip-drip revelations over the tabloid's use of illegal phone hacking continue to dog him. Coulson has always denied any knowledge of the nefarious goings-on at the paper during his stewardship, but then, on the same day that Tony Blair was giving the second round of his evidence to the Iraq War Inquiry, and the papers were full of juicy details about Alan Johnson's private life, Coulson confirmed his departure from Downing Street. So, where does this leave David Cameron, who has always stood by Coulson, and where does it leave News International, the news of the world's publisher, owned, of course, by a certain R. Murdoch? We tackled all of those issues on The Guardian's new Week in Review podcast, presented by Jonathan Friedland. Uh, I was on the panel, and joining me were The Guardian's diary editor, Hugh Muir, Libby Brooks, who's the deputy comment editor of The Guardian, and the comedian and uber-tweeter, David Schneider. First things first, I was asked if I was surprised by the timing of Coulson's departure. Well, I think the timing uh, took everyone by, uh, by, by surprise. Goodness knows we've had enough resignations this week to be going on with. Uh, I think it started to become inev- inevitable at the back end of last year, uh, particularly when we learned that Ian Edmondson, who is the number three at the News of the World, appointed by uh, Andy Coulson when he was editor of the News of the World, assistant editor of news, had uh, been suspended. And this had come out because of uh, documentation. He was uh, named in documentation in the civil case being brought by uh, Sienna against uh, News Corporation. The, the wheels started to come off the rogue reporter line then. That Clive Goodman, the royal editor, was the only reporter that uh, was involved in this and nobody else knew about it. This was the sort of one he, bad apple The defense. one bad apple defence, and he was the guy who, uh, who was jailed along with private investigator uh, Glenn Marquette. When it started to be... Re- I mean, there were other people started to be named towards the end of last year, but when it got as high as, uh, as a senior executive appointed by Coulson, I think that's when it started to look as if um, Coulson and Cameron's uh, desire to keep hold of Coulson, which I think was genuine, um, started to look as if it wasn't going to be able to be uh, maintained for much longer. But I, so it, I mean, there had been um, there, had, there had been some speculation, even about dates, about when Coulson was going to be uh, was going to resign. But um, now, why was that? There were all kinds of people again on yeah. Twitter, for example, saying it's going to be the twenty fifth. It's going to be the. How did I people... don't know why it was that the, 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 uh, that that particular date. We do know we've learned that um, uh, that. Uh, Coulson announced to Cameron his desire, his intention to resign on Wednesday night. So there's obviously been a bit of choreography and a bit of thought about um, what day it should be. And today, I mean, I did wonder, Tony Blair, as you mentioned, was giving evidence, his second round of evidence to the uh, Iraq war inquiry, and we were all over, the, all over that. Everyone was. That was the big story of the day. So did he think that he can, that, that it would be buried, that, that, that this news would be buried? Because if he did, he was wrong, because as soon as it happened, everybody switched over all the news organisations. Suddenly, you know, we're not interested in Tony Blair anymore, and they were live. 
outside outside number ten. I mean, unless his next job is to be Tony Blair's press secretary, and <laughs> well, he's already awful. started working for him, distracting <laughs> from uh, bad publicity for uh, him. This was a very good day for Blair, wasn't it? I've got a good headline here. Nothing became his departure as the spinning of it. <laughs> um, I mean, clearly there was some choreography here, but I, I disagree with you slightly because I think I'm not sure that this is the result of accumulated turbulence. I think that there's something very nasty that's come to their attention. There are lots of court papers that are being filed now. Things are coming out because I think they would have been absolutely desperate to keep on hold of Coulson. I think he's been one of the stars of the administration so far because it's basically a media government. It governs in headlines. And and the reason they've been able to feed up those headlines to the people who've supported them, the newspapers that supported them from the outset, is because Coulson knows exactly what they want and knows how to pitch it. And so I I think I once said here that they would have sawn a leg off before they got rid of Coulson. There must be something very nasty to make them do this. But you think there was, um, uh, I mean, there had been questions, hadn't they, Libby, about Cameron's judgment in standing by Coulson so long. He did say, oh, everyone deserves a second chance. But people were thinking, you know, this is becoming the old Alistair Campbell rule was when you are yourself Mm. the story, it's time to get out. So what does he say about Cameron? Oh, by the same token, though, I mean, I agree. I agree with you that I actually think it shows that Cameron's got great judgment for the fact that he held on to him so long. Um, I mean, I suppose where the judgment is going to be tested now is when we look at the implications are, you know, for the whole of not just the news of the world, but the whole of that organisation. And obviously, you know, there is a huge corporate governance issue going on now. Um, You know, when we see that we're not just talking about the one bad apple, but we're talking about a methodology and a way of conducting yourself that sort of goes all the way to the top. And does that mean now that sort of when we're talking about Jeremy Hunt sitting down and wanting to sort of talk honestly about what the possibilities are for Sky in the future. Is he really, you know, what kind of judgment is he going to bring to bear on that? I mean, Matt, give us a take on that, about where this leaves News of the World. There was some thought that maybe if they haven't, the other papers haven't got the focus of Coulson as a story, because he's inside Downing Street, actually a lot of other newspapers barring the Guardian, which led the way on this story, would quite like this thing to go away and for people to look away. It's interesting, some of the commentators have been saying that, oh, the heat now passes on to David Cameron, and I think the left-wing press certainly um, will take that up. But, I mean, as a former media correspondent myself, I'm more interested in what we're in, in the point that, that you're sort of getting at, really, which is, um, what is the implication for the media and for News International? Specifically, you're completely right that uh, most of the press haven't really taken uh, this up until it became a political story. I'm sure that the Guardian and we'll press on with it. But but the other thing is that it's, a, it's actually a celeb story as well now. Uh, it, we've got Sienna Miller, a big tabloid star, in court. And when, I mean, it's it's a bit dry at the moment because it's all court documents and all, and, and all the rest of it and all sorts of argument about all of that. But at some point, she's going to come into court, isn't she? And she's going to start giving giving evidence. And the tabloids just and can't tabloids resist will be, They'll be all over that, I would have thought. Well, I don't well, know. But, but you know, well, so, well certainly the, the, you know, the Telegraph won't be able to re- resist a gr- lovely picture of Sienna Miller arriving at the, at the Especially high Especially if she's just on a levels yes, that would be exactly. their ideal telegraph from so i think i don't I, I, it's not going to go away uh, uh, uh this one and i think if you're interested in this story watch out for the hearings that will start coming in the courts and, and and what about this thing about tabloid editors because uh, or, and or at least tabloid journalists i mean before and politics before cameron it was alistair campbell working for tony blair i mean are they are they gluttons for punishment are they asking for trouble these politicians who get drawn to these tabloid hats? yeah there's a sort of mephistophelian did i manage to say that right the mephistophelian 
impact that they do. But these are the people, they, they know the people, these, these editors. So it gives politicians from Eton the access to the people. But it comes at a price and you do sell your soul. And what I think we've seen happen here is that Cameron has perhaps sold his soul and desperately tried to hold on to his soul. But actually, I, 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 we're going to see that the soul is, is, well, the soul lacks judgment at the very least. Well, now he needs a new soul. Uh, Hugh Muir. Who's he going to go for, do you think? Kevin? Well, Ladbrokes um, quickly became, became busy on this one, um, putting a lot of names into the frame. Adam Bolton, Ian Dale. I think the, the, the front runner is Ian Birrell, who used to be the, uh, the, the I think, deputy editor of The Independent, and actually would be quite a good choice, because I think he's be, he'd be seen as a, a candidate with clean hands, whereas some of the others, uh, you know, you might question what their allegiances or their past. So there uh, almost might be a desire to deliberately have a non-tabloid person in that job, because it will look as if there's a change in the culture. And of course, he's been, uh, Ian Birrell's been within um, Downing Street already. I think he was a speechwriter for uh, David Cameron. He's been writing very knowledgeable pieces about what David Cameron will do next and what the philosophy is. And so I think he would be a good choice. But then would he be able to deal with the red tops? Because, of course, that is the main job. But it, when they, they get... Get, sorry, sorry, Hugh, maybe they should get Katie Price because she seems to be the best person <laughs> at handling the media and the red tops and the people. Steady. So, yeah. <laughs> she can walk in there saying, I know how to get on the front page of every paper every day. <laughs> and what about... Call, uh, or Polytomy, indeed. That would be a radical change. They did once say the Tories they liked her more than Churchill. Do you remember that one? Because the other question is, so far the troubles for this coalition have been on the Lib Dem side of things. David Laws within 20-odd days and then Vince Cable just before Christmas. This is the first time there's been a serious sort of slip-up by the Tory part of the coalition. Does that, is that going to change things in, politically? I'm not sure, Jonathan, that this is the first slip-up by the Tories. I think it's the, the most major one. But if you look at, um, he had the slip-up with the photographer that he brought uh, as civil servants and then had to sort of, when the royal wedding was announced, he quickly swept that away at the same time. Um, then there's a whole catalogue of little U-turns, whether it's Michael Gove's little U-turns on uh, academies, whether it's the school sports, whether it's um, the books, the art, you know. So I think there's a whole load of misplayed things that the Tories have done, and this is just the clearest. Well, this is absolutely my point in that there have been has been a scope for severe criticism of the government and if you, you know Andrew Lansley's position with his health reforms uh, Michael Goh's position and they haven't really got it in the neck and that's actually because they've been quite astute in making sure that those uh, elements that are, of the press that are friendly to them have got the sort of material they need bashing councils bureaucrats you know salary caps so they're being very clever in a very strategic way. I mean, Matt, some people say, like, who it just has, that Hugh just has, that uh, Cameron and, and Coulson, Coulson particularly, great judgment, very skillful. Others say Coulson wasn't so good. For example, that William Hague statement when he brought into public domain a story that had been on the margins about his bed and breakfast arrangements, yes. that that was bad judgment Terrible by Coulson. Judgment, yeah. So how do you rate Coulson, and what do you think he might do next? Well, I mean, I mean all of the um, uh, all of the political correspondents have been saying today that that, that, that broadly he's, he's, he's very good and he has the common touch, as David said, all these poshos in government you know, need, needed him um, and it was, it was George Osb- Osborne of course who was the big supporter of Coulson and, and said that he had to be uh, uh, appointed um, so uh, I think you, you know I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Westminster hack so I, I, I'm stand, stand back from that what will he do next well you know maybe news, news, it used to be that News International and News Corporation looked after, after their own and there had been speculation that perhaps you know, before he took on the number 10 role that he might end up going back to, to News International but I think they're in so much trouble now over, uh, over all this that there's no question of him uh, going back. And he's in a lot of trouble. And I think, you know, a, I think
a job in the media is going to be really difficult. Um, uh, he, his PR skills are, are supposedly legendary, so this is what they all do, isn't it? They, they go into private PR at some point, some lucrative um, PR job, uh, I, I expect. Although the last time we had a tabloid editor sacked over journalistic practices, he resurfaced five years later on CNN, so maybe it's Andy yes. Coulson tonight that will be on uh, American TV in a few years' time. You never know. But Matt I've got Wells. Some, uh, I've got, do, you, do you want some Coulson jokes before I go? A Coulson joke, I've got some Coulson jokes. Uh, 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 why did Coulson, Coulson resign? He couldn't hack it anymore. Um, sh- show Andy Coulson your support. Leave a, ves- leave a message on your voicemail. Hold on, that is actually my tweet. That's yours, yes. 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 If you yeah. would mind that's just there. crediting yeah. me for yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's your trouble with Twitter. It's out there. Yes. 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 Uh, did, you, uh, did you see that, um, uh, the, the, that line that uh, Andy Coulson used today about um, when the spokesman needs a spokesman, it's time to go, which I thought was a fantastic that's line. That's a good line. It was, um, uh, it's Ar- 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 Armando Yunucci's from six months ago. How did Andy Coulson find out about his resignation first? He heard it on David Cameron's voicemail. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.